Is it tea or whiskey, Dom? Coffee. Ah, oh, see, I was no, hoping I was hoping we'd take whiskey when we went live. <laughs> and vodka in here. I'll I've just uh, to be fair, I've literally just had a craving for a red wine. So after this, I'm gonna have a red wine. Evening, everybody. Yeah, there's no dry January for me. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Hope we're all doing well. Neil here from Dan and Neil Estate Agents with Mr. Barrel, the Reading agent, and the one and only Dom from the Money Guardian. You might recognize us from episodes such as Cut the Jargon, but we are here for episode one of Rates and Ladders. The name, evening gents, the name has had a great, <laughs> a great success and a great hit. So credit to uh, credit to Dom down below me here on my screen for coming up with a brilliant name. And uh, where were we when we when we came up with that brilliant idea and brilliant Thank name? Well, we always are. The oh, Shinfield yeah. Arms, Shinfield our favourite place in the whole world. I, I prefer to think of it as a working a working lunch. <laughs> a working lunch. Well, it's where all great ideas are made and formed, isn't it? Down the pub. So, yeah, works works out well. But no, really excited mm. about this one, Jensen. Definitely. Definitely. Obviously, Matt, credit to you. You and Dom have been doing your chats. Dan and I were doing a lot of chats with Dom. Uh, we sort of slacked off towards the back of the year, so... Let's not get complacent. Let's let's give the public what they want, which is our faces and our advice and Dom's hairline. <laughs> so nice. what we're going to be doing is... as there, always, there is a bit of glare, you're right. There is a, <laughs> I'm liking it. Those spotlights are great. But yes, if you're watching this live, jump in. As always, throw any questions in. We're here to give you some advice and ultimately give you the updates as and when they happen so quicker than the itv news but um yeah first and foremost gents welcome good evening um obviously we've got a few bits to go through so i know uh, dom's going to give us a bit of an insight but matt what's going on with the wonderful world of you so i imagine like yourself it's the new year we're catching up we're seeing what's going on with the market q4 last year was very turbulent is that the word we'll use yeah it, it switched didn't it? it switched quite quickly everything yeah i feel like from september onwards nobody really knew if they were coming or going but now i feel a sense of calm i've been reading up a few of the uh, property reports which i'm sure we'll go through as we chat along but it does seem like things are starting to become a little less chaotic so obviously this is good news for us and for property market as a whole absolutely yeah i think it's um i've definitely been using that terminology of the dust settling um the nerves and people not knowing what was going on sort of back end of last year there's people out there like always that still want to move so it's going to happen it's going to keep going so yeah i think bring on 2023 is that the same in the mortgage world dom what's going on in the wonderful world of money um <clears throat> I we were no different to you guys, really, in terms of uh, October. Everyone got nervous after um, after the, the trust hand grenade is, is how I'm describing it. <laughs> um, and I think something that the banks, that, that people don't really see is that a lot of the lenders wrote their targets really early last year because there was a rush for help to buy because that was that scheme was shutting down. Um it was quite a, lots of people were rushing to remortgage earlier. They were they were ditching out of fixed deals and and fixing for longer before the rates started to climb. So a lot of them had written target, 
Yeah. Um, so they weren't really pricing to attract business. Uh, but, if, you know, you, you guys would have seen, I shared some of this stuff with you, that um, there is still appetite. There's lots of cash out there that banks need to get out the door. So there's a bit of a rate war starting. Um, we get daily emails now about, you know, fixed rates dropping for new and existing customers or that sort of thing. So long may that continue, really. And it seems to be the case that, you know, most fixes are now sort of settling, starting with a four, which, you know, they were starting with the high fives to in the October sort of phase. So we have seen quite a bit of movement in a positive sense. Yeah, it seems, it seems that way across the board with the numbers I've seen and everyone doing their usual um, throwing out throwing out numbers it seems like the mm. numbers are starting to drop again and there is a bit more a bit more reassurance mm. really everyone was worrying whether it's going to go six and above and it's obviously very close but no i'm liking the way it's going i had a visit last week from a uh, i'm not going to name them because it wouldn't be fair but from a very very big high street lender we we get these visits all the time from the business development guys there just telling us what's happening from there hilltop so to speak <clears throat> and they were very positive about the market uh and they did not agree that we're going to see any sort of property crash and i made a really good point i think it's worth um, mentioning here that even if there is a correction in values um it only takes us back to just before covid anyway yeah. You know, the, the, the market was inflated as a result of the, the stamp duty holiday anyway and the race for space and all the all the very good reasons that people had to, to try and change their living arrangements. Yeah. Um, but but it's it's just going to it's just going to kind of re-equalize. Uh, and they, they, they believe the market size to be where it was sort of at the end of 2019 in terms of value and volume. So, you know, we, we all made a living in 2019, didn't we, as far as I can remember? Um and I think, you know, people it being less frenetic and, and, and less, you know, 20 people queuing up to view one property. I, I think we'd all probably appreciate a little bit of calm now and, and, and <laughs> you know, You're a little not, bit of sadness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was never going to last forever, wasn't it? I think lots no. of the doom and gloom headlines of last year. And you remember early last year when we were seeing annual property prices up 10%. I think it got to 12% at one point last year. We were seeing the annual mm. prices were up, you know, and that was never going to carry on forever, was it? So I think this is expected. No. Yeah, and I've I've been saying it to a lot of people because obviously the the age-old question is what's the market doing? What's, what's happening now? I've got people that I went out to see a year ago or six months ago that are now reaching back out. And I'm saying similar things, in, in my opinion, marketing prices haven't changed too much they're fairly similar it's just you don't have as you touched on there Dom you don't have 20 people climbing over each other to offer well over asking price like they were mm. and it was it was carnage it was it was very much a seller's market and yeah I spoke to a buyer earlier on and she said in the last six months they, just, they, they were just constantly losing out on properties they're ready so it was that was I'm sure you'd agree, Matt. That that was the conversation we were having with pretty much everyone at that time. I can't can't stand yeah. the chance. I, I can't get anything basically. Yeah, and it was it was the same. You know, a house would go on the market immediately. There were ten, fifteen people who wanted to view it, and that's just not normal, is it? Yeah. I I made the um, example speaking to Ryan the other day. I, I'm not sure what your opinion would be on this, Neil. 
I've kind of feel like prices have already fallen a little bit. Would you say maybe a house for, I used the example with Ryan, that a house on the market for 400K maybe might have sold for 425 12 months ago. Yeah. Maybe that house sells for 410 or 415 now. So it's yeah. not a small decrease in, t- in percentage terms, but it is still a decrease. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd agree. And as I was touching on there, that I don't think the marketing prices have necessarily fluctuated too much. It's just Mm. how much people are willing to pay over. So, yeah, yeah, you you bang on rather than someone spending or offering 25 grand over because they know they've got 20 people behind them waiting to offer. They're just being a bit more coy with it. They're a bit bit more cautious with it. Sorry. So houses are still selling and houses are still selling at the right price. They're just not selling at an inflated price like they were. So, yeah. and for most people, and I say this all the time, for most people, it's all relevant and relative. If they're moving within that market, you're going to get a little bit more and you can offer a little bit less on the, the other ones. So I think one of the things that <clears throat> will, will slowly emerge this year is that people will, will, will get used to I hate the term the new normal, but but it is the new normal when it comes to lending rates. You know, we're we're not <clears throat> likely to see very soon a return to sub one percent base rates because mm. it's that's not the world that we live in. And so, you know, go we're now at rates that were sort of prevalent in two thousand and seven, um, and it's going to take time for people to adjust to that because they were very very low for a very very long time. Um, and so it, it, the human psyche needs to familiarise itself with it, with the, the new normal. Um, but once they do that <clears throat> and we see, you know, a bit less competition for properties, maybe a bit of a softening in prices, you know, how, people will still be able to afford it. It's a case of whether they want to afford it or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you, if you take the flip side of the pressure on um, rental property availability, which is you know, horrific, quite frankly, you know, the, the, the pressure on the upwards pressure on rental values is up, you know, the competition, I, I see this all the time on social media, people looking for rent properties to rent, and they're just not there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a problem, you know, and, and some people who, who are maybe are thinking, well, I'll hold off and I'll rent. Because um, I don't, you know, buying's expensive. But actually, if you're, if you're not secure, and your rent's going up every year, um, that might force some people to think, you know what, I, I think I might, it might be time, the right time for me to buy now. Yeah. Um, so there's just going to be this, this transition. Everybody will transition at their own pace, but they will get used to the fact that it's a new lending market and they'll engage with it when the time is right for them. And I think, you know, from our perspective, we just need to be here to help and guide people as, as best we can when they, when they reach out and ask for help. Yeah, I think everyone's got a different timeline, haven't they? Um, I've stunned you into silence. Oh, that's not very often. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't often happen. Um, I think everyone's got their different timeline, haven't they? And it, but at the same time, you you bang on. Sometimes <laughs> the changing market forces someone's hand, doesn't it? So, for, for 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 whichever way that might be, I I personally think, and obviously Don was touching yeah. on the ch- changing rates yeah. and stuff like that a minute ago, but. I personally think there's a lot of people that maybe bought three, five years ago that did have a good rate that they stretched themselves a little bit too too thin that might end up struggling when it comes back round to 
to remortgaging, can they can they actually afford the change each month? Which I think is gonna is is where people are gonna get a bit of a bite on the arse. Um, not sure what your view is on that, Dom, in terms of a, a mortgage sense. If he's still there, oh, we lost his, him. He's, he's got his dodgy signal again. What's All your right. opinion on this to be? Yeah, I think. Um, um, oh, are you back, Dom? I, I, I can you? <laughs> am I? Uh, you're back. Uh, you're back. You're am here. I back? You're back. Right. <laughs> I, I, don't I think it might. I think it might be my signal, guys. I do apologise. Um, I think it might be. There's. I, I saw some stats on this. There's one point, one point four million people uh, reaching the end of a fixed rate deal this year. 57% of those people currently have a fixed rate that starts with a two. Mm -hmm. It's likely that they'll be offered something that starts with a four. Now, mentally, that's a big, that's a big jump. Um, and my, I'm encouraging everybody that's in that situation to not just take the offer that, that the bank sends you because it's in the banks want you to just press a button and switch. Um, get somebody to have a look at it for you because there could be a demonstrably better deal elsewhere or a different type of product that's offering you better value if you can hedge your bets a little bit. And, and um, you, you both know we've been doing a few tracker mortgages recently because they're better value with the fixes and people are maybe in transition, if you like, um, and they want a bit of flexibility. And the beauty of some of those products is they come without early repayment charges. So, you know, you're, you, you've got some time to, to see where you're, where your position is before you decide to refix. So that's always worth taking some advice because the um, the risk is that you rush into something when actually there could be a better option. You just don't know it's there. I think it's the it's quite simply <coughs> slow it down and speak to the right people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So question here for you, Dom, from Stuart. Have you seen the mm. banks speed up their service and how quickly they deal with new applications? Generally, <clears throat> generally, it's pretty good compared to um, where we were last year. I think a lot of the <clears throat> a lot of the heat's come out of the a lot of the heat has come out of their processing times because they're not having to deal with these sort of fluctuating swap rates and deciding when to fix and all that type of stuff. I mean, there's still there's still quite a bit of product movement, but it's product movement rate wise in the right direction. There's the odd mm -hmm. exception where. Um, lenders that were behind target priced really aggressively towards the end of last year obviously got hammered with applications and then you know they just they don't have the, the capacity to catch up with it but the high street lenders are i've yet to come across one that's that's struggling currently but you know who knows cool cool so much less congested than it was yeah. and i wanted to um do a little screen share you know i like my screen shares i just want to show you uh I saw this earlier on the Knight Frank website. Now, I yeah. hope everyone can see this, okay? Just looking at the five-year swap rate <coughs> in red, the uh, average 75 LTV mortgage in blue, and then the base rate in green here. So I thought this was quite an interesting view to look at it like this. Mm. Um, and I guess you could say we're at somewhat of a a point of like you know where do where do we go now base rates going up rates are coming down i think the next meeting is second of february if i'm not mistaken something so, like um, that yeah it's early it's early feb 
I'm always saying to people, it's, it's probably more useful to look at what the mortgage market's doing rather than looking at the house prices, because obviously the house price data is delayed, whereas the mortgage market is is um, current. Yeah, what what you can what you can see on that graph is, you know, spot when Quasi Quarteng turned up with his with his tax giveaway that was all based on borrowed money. Um, the, the, we knew the bank rate was rising anyway. They'd been doing it since December 21. Um, but the market then just prices in risk massively. The spread between where the base rate is and the, the swap rate market just too wide hmm. because it reflected the risk. And then you can see like confidence returning into the market, um, lenders pricing more aggressively because, um, you know, if it, they need to build margin on a, the swap rate is effectively what, what a lender has to pay another institutional lender to, to borrow capital. And then they add their margin on top. It's the simplest way I can describe it. Um, but that's a bit more like it. The lender just needs to make profit over a period of time. But that that but blip, if you like, was all about risk. Um, yeah. And we need to continue to see that that stability carrying through. So it's good. from from looking at that, it, my assumption would be that ultimately the fixed rate's got to come back down and join it, hasn't it? It's got to sort of jo- join the party, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the base rate is interesting. It's, it's just what the Bank of England pays commercial banks to park their money there, yeah? yeah. Um, the, the swap rate is effectively what it's costing to um, switch a variable rate of interest for a fixed rate over a, over a set time horizon. Um, and that reflects the interbank lending averages per day. So, you know, banks have to lend money to make money, and if they're borrowing it at X percent, they need to add a margin so that they make profit because they're paying interest on the money that they're borrowing from someone else. The bank isn't always lending you its own money. It's borrowing the money to lend out. It's very, very complicated um, on the capital markets. Uh, but, you know, banks will will adjust their margins depending on, you know, how, how they want to hit their target. Sometimes they'll be more aggressive than others. And at the moment, we're seeing um, a lot of competition which I expected to see because, you know, new year, new target, let's go. You know, it's, so long may it continue, really. But, you know, I don't think we should we should assume in the short term that fixed rates will go lower than starting with a four, but they're starting to drift down towards the low fours. Uh, and you've got other options like trackers and discounts that currently sort of mid, mid to high threes. So you've got to take, in my view, you've got to take advice. The market's so complicated. Um you do it yourself as fine. You can probably do it yourself, but you may well be missing a huge opportunity to uh, save yourself a bit of money over the long term. Do you know what I've just, uh, well, I, I've noticed there was obviously a lot of um, scare media, scaremongering with regards to when rates were going up by obviously the smallest amount, it was all hell's breaking loose. Mm. And now they're, mm. they're sort of, trickling back down it's just it's silent isn't it it's just quiet <laughs> yeah yeah, it yeah. Is- good news good news good news doesn't sell does it no exactly and it's just it's making what? people panic if, if, hidden away in in lots of media outlets is is positive news like you know inflation in the uk's peaked it looks like it's peaked globally um wholesale gas prices are now lower than they were at the start of the ukraine war Prices at the pumps are coming down. Uh, the Bank of England believes that 
inflation will fall rapidly as those energy prices drop and that will ripple through over the first half of this year. So, but no one wants to, news outlets don't want to publish that good news. They want to focus on the misery because that's what sells. It has to be a disaster. Otherwise, no one's going to, going to turn the page of the paper, exactly um, which is a bit annoying because it drives, fear drives the wrong decisions. Yeah. That's, that's why uh, we've got to be here, gentlemen, to push the good news. Hmm. Just, um, I know we were going to keep these short and sweet, but just to, before we sign off, Ellen's just said here, what do you think is best in terms of securing rates or jumping on a tracker to ride out the next few years? In short terms, Don, what would your answer be to that question? <laughs> um, uh, it depends. And the reason it depends is based on each individual circumstances, their appetite for risk, their capacity for handling volatility, um, because you have to you have to balance the tracker might be better value than a fix today, but you've got to make sure it's the right sort of tracker that allows you to switch out with a, without an early repayment charge. Otherwise, you're, you're just as well fixing because you've got certainty. Um, but you've got to have the financial resilience to cope with further increases in base that would affect the tracker rate. Um, similarly, you've got to have the same the same mindset which says I can afford that, and therefore, if if rates if the if the economy is in trouble later in the year and the bank starts to pull back on rates, well then you win. But you've got to be able to to cope with volatility. We are we are conditioned to fix. Everybody's mindset is I'm going to fix. The whole market's now been mixed up a little bit, um, but it's 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 a very when we recommend a tracker, it's a very very detailed conversation with with clients to understand their circumstances and make sure that they understand the pros and the cons, and they are they feel able to cope with it. Otherwise, it's you, you may as well just fix and 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 have none of the worries attached to it. Mm. Yeah, there's something there's something about human nature, I think, that just likes the predictability of the same payment every month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind so, you, you say, you, you say that I have my gas on a uh, on a uh, what's it called the prediction or whatever it's called. My mind's gone blank. I'm meant to uh, I'm meant to put in what my gas readings are each month. Never do it. Never do it. So I'm going to have one big hefty bill at some point. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a smart meter? I did, and then I just didn't like it, so I unplugged no, it. No, it's terrible, especially when it's as cold as it is today. And... Well, I don't, I don't want one because whenever I go around Dan's, he's sat in a jacket looking at his smart meter, going, "Look how much he's doing." Whereas I'm just like, "Well, you know." Yeah, yeah. We've, I always looks like we've got another question in, guys. We've got Do another we? question from Steve. Yeah. So again, Dom, every, all the questions for you this evening, Mr. Cox. Being must be my lucky day. On a, a um, being more flexible on affordability checks. What do you reckon? I think we touched on this at the back end of last year as well, didn't we? Easy yeah. Um, it's challenging, but there is a bit of softening in, in certain circumstances. Uh, but it, they're sort of tinkering around the edges, really. So another big lender today has come out and said, if you've got a credit commitment that will be paid off, some of them, count it against you for affordability even though you said you're going to pay it off or they've said well, we're going to discount it from our calculation now which will push up the lending amount um overwhelmingly it, 
certainly for first time buyers, the biggest challenge is deposit size. Um, but affordability, again, the the big the big high street lender that came in to talk to me last week said that there was some stuff in the pipeline, technical terms, stuff in the pipeline about uh, trying to help people with affordability in different ways. Um, so there are there is movement from some of the big banks around, you know, where you can get five and a half times income as opposed to the standard four and a half. Um, so I think they will they will be trying within the 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 affordability rules, if you like, to to help people uh, to maybe push the envelope a little bit. But as I kind of referenced earlier, um, it's got the lending criteria have got very very complicated. So if you're a do it do it yourself or talking to your own bank, um, you might get a no. But actually, there's there's loads of different options that, that we can go after in the market where we can potentially push the envelope. Um, but there's just no way you uh, somebody who isn't active with the right research tools would be able to do it. Well, you probably could, but you'd burn hours, whereas we can do it in, in minutes, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So as always, speak to a broker. 100 percent there's there's literally that there was there used to be lots of talk about this would just become like a digital process and you know machines would would just churn this stuff out it's, it's actually getting more complex it's getting more and more complicated as banks appetites change so you you've just give yourself the best chance just just hand it off to someone and let them deal with it and, and come back to you with what's possible particularly if you're self-employed the challenges for self-employed could continue around affordability and what lenders will accept I say, it. I say it with everything. Always answer the questions. <laughs> get, get someone that knows what they're doing. They're worth their weight in gold. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was a good, good, good yeah. twenty-five yeah. minute, twenty-six minute chat, gents. So, Fab. We should do this again. Yeah. Why don't we do it next Tuesday? It's good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. we're. Um, we will get back into good habits and be there for the people answering any questions and giving you some advice. So as always, tune in. If you are watching this afterwards, feel free to drop any questions into the boxes and we will look into it and come back to you in one way, shape or form. Um, but as always, gents, pleasure. Nice to see you both. And we'll uh, Indeed. catch you again next week. Indeed. Peace and love. See you then. Ciao for now. Bye. Okay, guys, look after yourselves. Cheers all.